Love your enemies. Pray for those who persecute you. Be perfect as the Father in heaven is perfect. My dear brothers and sisters, the gospel today is the central section of the Sermon on the Mount. It is the most important section, the most famous section of the Beatitudes or the Sermon on the Mount. The Gospel today is an original teaching of Jesus. Founders of other religions do not teach the same. There is no other passage of the New Testament that contains such a concentrated expression of the Christian ethic of personal relations. To the ordinary person, the passage that we read describes essential Christianity in action. What is the Lord really telling us? What is Jesus demanding from His followers? What does the Lord mean when He said, Love your enemies? Is He not asking for the impossible? Is He not asking for the undoable? Is He not asking for something that is unthinkable? My dear brothers and sisters, listen. 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 Jesus is not asking us to love our enemies in the same way as we love our nearest and dearest. The very word is different. To love our enemies in the same way as we love our nearest and our dearest, like our families, would never be possible. It would not be right because this is a different kind of love. They are coming from different levels. Wherein does the main difference lie? Listen. In the case of our nearest and our dearest, in the case of our families, your children, your spouse, your parents, we cannot help loving them. We cannot help loving them. It is something that is born of the emotions of the heart. Something that is born of the emotions of the heart. We love our parents. We love our children. We love our spouse. But in the case of one's enemies, love is not something of the heart. It is something of the will. It is not from the heart. It should come from the will. The love of enemies that the Lord enjoins is not a matter of feelings. It is not a matter of emotions. It is not because of sympathy or natural attraction. The examples given of actions, not feelings. They speak of actions, not feelings. It is not something that we cannot help. It is something that we have to will ourselves into doing. It is in fact a victory over that which comes instinctively to the natural man. And this is what we call agape. Agape means that no matter what the person does to us, no matter how the other person treats us, no matter how the other person insults us, or injures us, or grieves us, 
we will never allow any bitterness against Him to invade our hearts. We will regard Him with that unconquerable benevolence and invincible goodwill that will seek nothing but the highest good. In other words, my dear friends, agape does not mean a feeling of the heart which we cannot help and which comes unsought. Agape means a determination of the mind, a determination of the will whereby we achieve this unconquerable goodwill even to those who hurt and injure us. And agape is the power to love those whom we do not like. It is the power to love those who also do not like us. That is the meaning of what the Lord tells us in the gospel reading for today. We must also note that this commandment is possible only for a Christian. The grace of Christ enables anybody to have this unconquerable benevolence, this invincible goodwill in his relationships with other people. And it is only when Christ lives in one's heart that bitterness will die and this love spring to life. And finally, my dear brothers and sisters, it may be the most important of all. We must note that this commandment to love one's enemies does not only involve allowing people to do as they like to us, because it also involves that we should do something for them. What is that something that the Lord is asking us to do? The Lord says, Pray for your persecutors. We are asked to pray for them. No one can pray for another and still hate him. We cannot go on hating another person in the presence of God. And the surest way of killing bitterness is to pray for the person that we are tempted to hate. In the final analysis, my dear brothers and sisters, Jesus admonishes His listeners to be perfect as God is perfect. Again, let me explain what this means. Is this possible? Do not misunderstand. Try to listen so that you will understand what is the meaning of be perfect as your Father is perfect. It does not mean moral impeccability. It does not mean sinlessness because we are sinners. It does not mean flawlessness because we are full of flaws. Such an ideal is impossible to achieve. But in the Jewish context, what is the meaning of the word perfect? It does not mean sinless. It does not mean flawless. In the Jewish experience, perfect means undivided. Perfect means whole. The disciple of the Lord must have a whole love for everybody. The disciple of the Lord must have a complete love for everybody. The disciple of the Lord must have an undivided and total love for all. Because 
we have to imitate God who loves all people. God loves everybody, sinners and saints alike, giving to all sunrise and raindrops. This is the meaning of that statement, that we have to be perfect just as the Father is perfect. Love everybody. Do not discriminate. Whether we like them or not, we have to love them and we have to respect them. In other versions of the same gospel, the thing is, it says, Be blameless as the Father in heaven is blameless. And in another gospel, it says, Be holy as the Father in heaven is holy. My dear brothers and sisters, the commandment to love one's enemies is an invitation to what we call moral heroism. It is an invitation to moral heroism. It is an invitation to sanctity. This last is the loftiest level of love. Love your enemies. That is the loftiest of all loves. Amen.